you don't have to love those kids like your own. And that's almost like an unwritten rule that a lot of stepmoms subscribe to. And it's almost like a societal expectation that they're kids, you should love them. I had that for myself, to be honest with you. And you know what? Because it takes a while to develop that bonding and that, uh, that attachment that you want to try to build with the kids. It's easy when they're babies, but when they get older, like my, my stepson, 16 and 18, and my 11-year-old, it took a little bit more time for that process. All right, Blissful Parents out there, we are live today, and welcome to the Blissful Parenting Podcast. My name is Michelle Abraham, your host, and today I am joined by a really great guest. I'd like to introduce you to Allie Wilkes. Allie, please say hi. How are you doing? Hello. Good. <laughs> awesome. I would like to tell you guys about Allie. She's really special, and I really wanted to bring her on to talk to you guys today about having a really peaceful step family without a lot of the drama. Now, I haven't experienced this myself, but I have a lot of friends who are step moms or step families, and it's interesting to hear about all the drama. And I feel for them. There's just it's there's a lot of drama. And sometimes it seems like it's unavoidable. So Ali, I brought Ali on today. So we really want to dive into this topic. This is something that we have not shared before in our blissful parenting things and and all the work that we've done. And I really think that Ali has got this unique blend of education and real life, real life stuff. So Ali is, uh, has her master's of science in family studies, where she focused on childhood trauma. So her passion was supporting those stepmoms who bring their partners and working with the couple to create an unstoppable team, which is amazing. That defies the odds of divorce. And it really is going to help the families come together in, especially families in crisis. That was her background for 25 years in child protection and she just loves works with the working with step families now Allie herself mm-hmm. is now considered a successful step family strategist I have to read that one because that's a new new kind of terminology for me and you know Allie now in her personal life is also a stepmom and I love that your combination of education and experience has created this really unique business for you and so welcome Allie let's dive right into what it's like being a stepmom and and how your experience has turned transform into this really great movement that's really helping and supporting other families out there. I just want to thank you, first of all, for inviting me. You know, I was checking out the Blissful Parenting website and the Facebook and totally up my alley, kind of no pun intended. My first name's Allie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I, you know, when we were just over at the Facebook group, I, I explained a little bit about that. And I, I honestly feel that this is a calling that turned into my passion just because I think every experience that I've had on this well life journey, just in general, has pointed me to working with stepmoms and stepfamilies and making sure, like I said, the stepfamily strategist, that's how what I call myself, because it really is about working through strategies to become the most successful that you possibly can. And so my personal experience, you know, I had a background in social work and I had the master's in in family studies and uh, met a great guy and he had three kids. And I kind of said to myself, well, with my background and my experience and my volunteer work and all of those great things, I pretty much know what I'm signing up for. And 
you know, reality check. I didn't really know what I was signing up for. And that's actually something that we may get to is talking about some of those myths that are pretty common out there mm-hmm. for step families that impact your, your level of success. So my own personal struggles pointed me into working with stepmoms because I didn't want them to feel the same things that I was feeling. You know, the feelings of rejection by stepkids, not feeling like I was part of a, that family, the pre-made family is what I call them, and just feeling like I was alone. And so that was the reason why I wanted to work with stepmoms because I didn't want them to feel that aloneness in what they're doing anymore and in their stepfamily life. Wow, that's so amazing. Yeah, and you know, I think that support for stepmoms, there's really not, uh, I mean, I'm not not in that category as a stepmom, but I haven't seen like a lot of outward support for stepmoms. And they deal with a lot of stuff. Like you've got your new husband or new partner, you've got their kids or your kids or both kids trying to combine together. And then you've got the ex-spouses as well trying to all mix in with it. So it's it's Uh a recipe for what could potentially be a big disaster. So what are some of the things that you've implemented or you've seen to be successful over the years of coming into a relationship and and starting it off on kind of in a good way? Well, the reality that I I had to face was it was a learning process for me. And so like you mentioned, you didn't really know too much about the resources and supports out there. When I first started my journey, so I've been with my husband now for 16 years. We've been married for almost 13. And back then there really wasn't a whole lot of information and resources and supports. And now thankfully that's coming more online. So It was very hard for me to figure things out on my own when I first started this journey. And some of the key things that really I learned is that the biggest myth that I had to overcome for myself was this one big happy family, thinking that this was going to be an easy, easy path for me to take. And I I mentioned that earlier because, well, I've got a master's degree, don't you know, and uh, I have social work and I worked with blended families before I kind of know all the pitfalls. You were set up to be like the perfect, like candidate to make it successful, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so really because of that professional experience, I would say that my, it was a harder fall, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of putting yourself up there and thinking you've got it all covered and all Mm -hmm. figured out. And then reality hits and it's not really like that. And I wouldn't say that we don't currently have that one big happy family. It's just going to look different and it's going to look different for every family. So the, the myth in that is that step families are going to look like your first time kind of nuclear, non, non-divorced families. And uh, that is just a, a bit of its perception and how to have a different viewpoint of even what success is as a step family. It's going to look different for every family, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's like conversation that you need to have, like kind of as a family, like what does success look for, look like for us as a mm-hmm. family? Because I think like the, the blended families are very common now and it's like, it's becoming more the norm. And so yeah. I think, having that expectation of what, like maybe what is our expectations for Mm -hmm. our family? Mm -hmm. Is that something Mm -hmm. that you recommend your clients to? What was that question again? Sorry. Just having a conversation of like, what does that look like for you guys? Is that something you recommend people do? Well, there are certain things that the couple should do ahead of time, Mm -hmm. but obviously having those discussions with kids down the road. But first of all, the couple should be having that kind of conversation because one of the things that for me, I came in thinking, well, they've got two parents and so I'm just going to let them parent. 
And the reality is, is when my stepdaughter, most specifically my stepdaughter, my stepsons were older. So they were 16 and 18 when I met them. And my stepdaughter was 11. So 16 year old and 18 year old didn't really come over as often because they were learning or sorry, leaning towards living their own lives. But my 11 year old stepdaughter, and she was the one that we struggled the most with. Personally, she and I struggle the most with. I mean, we're in such a much better place, thankfully, but that was a long process. Mm-hmm. And so that was, I think, a really good point, Michelle, is that we didn't actually have that conversation up front. And, you know, I didn't say to him, what are your expectations of, of my role, of what you want to see happening, how you want me to parent or non-parent, what kind of a relationship do you want me to develop with the kids? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so we didn't have that. And I think, honestly, that was, was to our detriment. And so I think if you have those conversations with your spouse, your partner about well, what's going to happen? What does this look like? And pulling the kids when you are looking at more of a a live-in kind of situation or a marital situation may not necessarily be part of that stage where you're dating each other and getting to know each other that you have to have the kids involved. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as you're moving towards that more committed relationship, then having the kids part of that and and letting them be a part of that decision-making is is important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's just like so many different common denominators and or just so many different moving pieces and all that. It's like, you know, like, yeah, like a knowing like where, where, to, where to parent, where not to parent, what to say, what not to say, like who to talk to, uh-huh. who not to, you know, and, yep. you know, like I know my brother and his wife, they had separated as well. And, you know, one of the things they were like, well, he needs to meet the new husband because he's going to be parenting his kids. So like, you know, there's that uh-huh. also that conversation uh-huh. as well too. Like, it's really, really interesting. What do you think some of the other suggestions or some other tips for our, our parents out there that are thinking, or they're in this situation? Um, uh-huh. and maybe just really want to have a peaceful experience. Right. And bringing it back to what you were saying is that dating thing is, you know, good to like have those conversations, but the research even actually supports the idea of not introducing kids to new partners for quite a while until the relationship is a little bit more solid. It, it mitigates the amount of adults coming in and out of that child's life. Mm-hmm. And so just making sure that that relationship is a little bit more solid before introduction to the kids is happening. And the other thing that I was, as I was mentioning, is the moving thing and having a plan about what that's going to look like. One of the stepmoms I work with, she was actually, you know, very concerned about the perception of of the kids um, and how she was going to find her space in her own home. And so one of the key things that we often talk about with stepmoms is, make sure that you don't lose your identity and part of who you are and the things that you are interested in for the sake of the family, like sacrificing too much. Mm -hmm. So it is about self-care and making sure you maintain your connections with your, with your friends and, and your family. You're not giving up all those activities. And the other thing that we talk about too, is starting very slowly with building the relationships with, with your children. Mm -hmm. It takes time to build those attachments Mm -hmm. And so we talk about, you know, kind of aiming low in terms of how you want to come in and build those relationships with kids. I mean, if you think about when you're dating your partner, right, it, it takes some time, it takes process, mm-hmm. you date each other, you kind of get to know each other, you have conversations, mm-hmm. and you go out on dates. And so moving in too quickly to parent is another problem for, for some stepmoms, because we talk about 
that it's important to build those relationships and build the attachment before you do any disciplining. So mm -hmm. that is a key, key place where things can go really awry with step families is that step moms, even step dads too, not just exclusive to step moms where they come in to try to do discipline uh, of the kids without that relationship. And that just causes a mm -hmm. whole ton of challenges for the step mom stepchild, even stepdad, stepchild dynamic, and, mm -hmm. and then could consequently spill over into the couple relationship as well. Yeah, I bet. I think that's, uh, I've heard some situations with that exactly that hasn't gone so well, or, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know the, either the stepmom doesn't like the way the dad and the, the ex are parenting and then, or, you know, the other way around, it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to coordinate all that. Like, oh my goodness. I mean, it's hard enough just with one husband and one in our and one one child to try to do it really that. is. <laughs> so it really you, is. Yeah. And I love the way that you've actually like you're doing actually work with couples first. So when you're working with families, so are you usually just working with the step mom or are you working with the couple first and then the family or like the whole family? How do you know what's work? really yeah, you know what's really interesting, Michelle, is a lot of my work starts with stepmoms and they're like, mm. well, you know, would you mind talking to my partner? or my husband. And I'm always open to that. Of course, I always make sure that the partner has an opportunity to share his perspective with me prior to the pulling in the two, two together, because the pers perspective that I might be just aligned with stepmom would turn a whole lot of guys completely off. Right? right? Yeah, that makes sense. You've got yeah, to and, like the in between, right? And the, so the step couple retreat, the women do bring their partners with them right off the bat. That's the purpose of that step mm -hmm. couple retreat. And it's, it's really wonderful. And one of the key things that I also talk to step moms about is really, you don't actually have to parent the kid. And, you know, honestly, if you can back up your partner and your, your husband mm -hmm. to do the parenting that he needs to do and be his cheerleader and encourage him to step into his role then then that's a lot easier. Like I said, until that relationship is established, bio parents should be the ones calling the shots discipline wise. And uh, it takes a lot of the burden off stepmoms because I, I did, I stepped back and found that there were some places where I didn't, did need to speak up, but conversations with your partner, really important. And if it gets to that place where moms are disciplining kids, Mm -hmm. have a sit down with the whole family. Like you were saying, mm -hmm. have a sit down with the whole family and get the kids to come up with family rules and expectations and consequences. Cause when they uh, contribute, if they pay in, they buy in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's such good information and valuable, like an idea for like everyone, no matter what kind of family situation you're in, having the kids involved in that, I think is a great, it's a great fun. <laughs> Anyways, Yeah, that's so great. You know, we were talking with Kelly Nault, another expert a few weeks ago about really like the change that we can make in the world when our moms are starting at home with our moms and their cups are filled and they're taking care of themselves mm. so that they can then have the energy and have the support to take care of their families. And, uh -huh. uh, you know, something that's such a ripple effect in the world. And uh, it's, I love, so I love what you were saying about like making sure the step moms have their identity in their space and they're able to still take care of themselves and not just drop everything in their life and jump all in. And <laughs> then that's not doing anyone any service, is it? Not at all. No. 
No, and and resentment becomes part of that where stepmom can feel like she's done a lot and bent over backwards. And and there's a real thing called stepmom burnout because we are trying to do too much and overextending ourselves and then not getting that feedback back from our kids that we were hoping for. And so that's why I mentioned that rejection piece, which is a common feeling for stepmoms experiencing when they come into uh, the blended family. Yeah. Now, Ali, you were mentioning there are some myths and we've kind of talked about a couple of them. Is there any mm-hmm. other myths that, that we haven't touched on that you want to talk about? We could spend we a could lot talk of time all day, talking. I know, and I know we're going to have to bring you back to specifically talk about the couples and, and, and right. what that looks like of being in a successful partnership first and then introducing the blended family. So we're going to bring you back for that in another time. So today we're focusing specifically mm-hmm. on like the families and having a peaceful experience as mm-hmm. a step family. And yeah. I know there's a lot of myths out there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the evil stepmom is right up there as number one. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. And not um, everyone's like Cinderella's stepmom, right? (laughs) Well, then there's Snow White. And so, you know, Disney's really done some damage. and, And really, we have to do a lot of myth busting around that. And so when I brought in a couple of those myths earlier that step families really aren't like first time non-divorced families, that's very true. And, and you mentioned that earlier about the complications. There's lots and lots of layers in those complications. Mm-hmm. And so the reality is, is that you just have to, and it's hard to have a, a realistic perspective because you, a lot of times you don't know what you're getting into. Truly, truly. I said every journey is is different, but there's a lot of commonalities in stepmoms. So that's why stepmom experiences rather, that's why that bonding among stepmoms and groups and support meetups and things like that are so important. Yeah, I think so that's a really important point there. Like, you huge. know, if you're a stepmom out there and you don't have that support of other stepmoms who are going through similar things because it's totally different kind of parenting and family dynamics than a mom that's just our own kids than you know in in a marriage so that's a different kind of experience uh, and so having that support of like like moms is also mm-hmm. that's super important yeah so those expectations that we're going to look like the one big happy nuclear first time non-divorced families is is a place where you should park those expectations to the side because it is going to look different. But the good thing about that is you get to write your own rules about what it is going to look like for your own family. And that's a real big bonus. And that having conversations that we talked about earlier with your partner about what can this look like? How do I want to be involved? And the good thing about that for stepmoms and stepdads is they can have that conversation and say, well, no, I don't know if I really want to help with homework every night because that's not my gig. I'm willing to drive them to soccer practice. I'm willing to pick them up from school, but that is not something that I want to negotiate about. And that's good because guess what? They have the other two parents to do that for them. So that's a good thing. The other myth that's really hard for stepmoms to wrap their heads around is that you don't have to love those kids like your own. And that's almost like an unwritten rule that a lot of stepmoms subscribe to. And it's almost like a societal expectation that they're kids, you should love them. I had that for myself, to be honest with you. And you know what? Because it takes a while to develop that bonding and that that attachment that you want to try to build with the kids, 
it's easy when they're babies, but when they get older, like my stepson's 16 and 18 and my 11 year old, it took a little bit more time for that process. And you know what? It's okay if you don't love your stepkids as your own, because I, I talked with a stepmom about this and she says, you know what? If my parents loved a random kid like they loved me, I'd be pretty bent out of shape about that. So it's almost like a, we wonder if the biological kids in the home think that, you know, I don't know if I would want my mom to love these kids just on first sight either. And so that's a piece that I think a lot of stepmoms just have to come to peace with, that it's really okay that they don't love them like their own. And sure, love yeah, can be part that, of that. And that can come that along, along, along the road. But yeah, I think giving them permission to like take the time Absolutely. in that relationship, like any Absolutely. other relationship takes a little bit more time when they don't come out through you (laughs) into the world. (laughs) Totally true. I call it like the emotional bank account, right? I mean, as biological parents, we feel that we feel that bucket constantly Mm -hmm. because otherwise we, how are we going to deal with 2am needing to be fed and poop up the back, right? (laughs) When you, when you have to change a a diaper, gross, but right. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay if it's our kids, but it's a different thing when we don't have that emotional bank account. And for stepmoms, it takes some time to put that emotional bank account to fill up that and and taking out all the time, you run at a deficit if you don't have that emotional bank account filled Mm -hmm. up first. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's another key piece. The biggest one that I just want to reiterate is that you don't actually have to parent the kids. And one of the stepmoms that I, I, I love um, that I work with, and she's a really good friend of mine, she says, sit back, grab the popcorn, grab your beverage and just sit back and watch. Because she says sometimes when she was parenting, he didn't do or sorry, when when she saw her partner parent, she didn't like what he was doing. And her advice always is, is to let them parent as good or as bad as they're going to parent because it's the relationship between him and at that time, his daughter. And Mm -hmm. so we sometimes come in thinking that we have to fix that the way he's parenting it is wrong. But again, it's, it's his own child and he gets to decide what is right or wrong or good or bad. And you just kind of sit back because the more you take that on, the more you personalize it, the more you want to fix it. Mm-hmm. Resentment can build up in dad, kids, mom, bio mom. So it becomes a little bit more complicated. Yeah, dad doesn't like when you come in and start, you know, telling them how to parent either, right? Like, I think that's, that is a tricky situation right there. So sure. yeah, I mean, I think that's a conversation. I think things think stepmoms need to go through some training first before they jump in there. Because oh my goodness, guilty <laughs> yeah. as charged. Seriously, guilty as charged because master's degree, working in social work. You know, I kind of yeah, I feel bad for my husband. Yeah, interesting. Wow, that's so great, Ali. I've been so like happy that you joined us today. There's been so many great nuggets. And I know we've just got a short time with you today. So yeah. where else can we, uh, we're going to bring you back to talk about like you, the relationship with the, the husband and wife, mom and dad at some point, but what, where else can in the meantime, can our families that are out there listening to this, they're in a blended family, things are not, there's a lot of drama, things are not going so great. They want to reach out. Where can they find you? So email is great because if they want, then they can uh, contact me for, I've got uh, some tip sheets on handling step family stress, especially during COVID, yeah, right? I think that just has amplified everything, right? <laughs> oh, everything, 
Absolutely. So all the challenges step families typically deal with, then COVID's amplified that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also actually have another kind of ebook. I'm just finessing the details right now because I'm I'm running it for a step family summit that I'm I'm attending. And um, it's an ebook on how to have conver- tough conversations with your spouse and get the outcome that you want. So dealing with conflict. So I've got two of those things so people can email me. So Allie Wilkes at stepcoupling.com. And uh, stepcoupling.com is actually my my website. I'm also on Facebook. So I have successful step couples and step-by-step mom. And I'm actually just launched a new Facebook page. So a different aspect. And it's called the Soulful Step Mom. I'm coming up, uh, out of my woo closet, as a friend has said. So looking at the more spiritual, um, soulful pieces of living as a successful step family life. So those are a few places you can catch me. I'm also on Instagram, uh, Pinterest, Twitter, all the good stuff. Awesome. We'll put those links in the chat below uh, this video in our Facebook group so people can reach out and connect with you. And Ali, I just want to thank you so much for spending the time with us today and really shedding some light on what it's like in being from your experience within the families and also working with so many families out there. And I think the work that you're doing is so much needed out there for these peaceful family existence and less drama is what we all need and more self-care for the mamas. <laughs> so, Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for being with us today, Ali. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com.